The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is your host, Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is Brian Carter. Brian is the author of several social media marketing books, LinkedIn for Business, Facebook Marketing, and The Like Economy. Go to briancarteryear.com to find out more. Brian, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Joey. Brian, how did you get into social media marketing and specifically Facebook marketing? Um, yeah, good question. I actually got kind of dragged into it by a client because, um, you know, back in, uh, 2009 and 2010, I was really into Twitter. Everybody was into Twitter. Um, and mm-hmm. there weren't very many people who were talking about Facebook marketing at that time. And, uh, one of our clients who was a hotel, they really felt like they would get more out of marketing on Facebook than on Twitter. Um, and of course, like I was so invested in Twitter, I disagreed, but I kind of reluctantly got into Facebook and that was my first experience with it. And we started mm-hmm. doing all these things that I think a lot of new businesses do, which is trying to get fans for free and trying to create contests and all this kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but then later out of that, I got more clients and I'd started doing advertising for that and, uh, eventually created a course to teach people how to do it and then wrote a book, actually two books on it. Well, I've personally read the Like Economy, Brian, and enjoyed it very much. How does your other Facebook uh, book differ? Uh, the other one is Facebook Marketing. Actually, after I wrote uh, The Like Economy, the same publisher had uh, another Facebook Marketing book that was in its second edition, and um, they needed help creating the third edition. So I kind of I rewrote about 70 80% of it to update it. Yeah, it's kind of more more of an overview, and the like economy is really more tactical. There's strategy in it, but the like economy is more like how to step by step for most businesses to get fans and then get business from those fans. So you've written two books on Facebook marketing, and that's what I want to cover mainly on this call. Uh, I know that you also do have a book on LinkedIn too. So is that another area where you do have uh, a lot of experience? Yeah, I, I mean, people. Yeah, people try to pigeonhole me. Like I think people will tend to do that with everybody and that's fine Mm -hmm. um but you know i started like 12 years ago with seo and then did google adwords for a long i did all that search stuff for a long time before i did social and uh, i'm trying to i kind of try to go through anything that can be of benefit to to clients um and i kind of like having you know a bunch of different arrows in my quiver so that i don't have to recommend the thing that i do only you know so i can try Mm -hmm. to find a thing that matches the client you know that's good advice. I totally agree that when you have a few different methods to generate your leads and make money, the better chance you have with succeeding with lead gen. Okay, so on to Facebook marketing. Why do you think that businesses should be using Facebook marketing? Um, well, you know, it's kind of the point where people expect you to be there. That's one reason. Um, mm-hmm. You know, another reason why, you know, people have, should have been on social media for years now is just to make sure that nobody... Uh, kind of cyber squats on your your name, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. So you don't want somebody else grabbing your name on Facebook or your you know your name in the URL of their Facebook thing. 
um, which people have done. And especially if you're in a business where there's any controversy whatsoever, you need to protect that. And then, you know, the main reason why it's beneficial to be on Facebook is there's 850 million, 900 million people on Facebook, right? Uh, mm-hmm. worldwide. And in, in a lot of the English speaking countries, at least 50% of the population is on Facebook. So it's a really good way to reach people. Mm-hmm. And with the advertising, there's so, there's such good targeting to reach the exact people, the demographic or the psychographic that you want so you can try and reach your customers. In your book, The Like Economy, you talk about the five ways that businesses can profit with Facebook. Would you mind letting us know what those five ways are? Yeah, <laughs> I've memorized them, but um, <laughs> there, there are different ways to, like, um, to get uh, profits on Facebook. And, you know, there are only a few that are going to fit most businesses. But, like, I wanted to basically point out that you don't – everybody thinks you have to have fans. And, and that mm-hmm. is probably the best way to go about Facebook, but it's not the only way. So, for example – if your business already does really well with an email list and you know exactly how to market to people and get business from your emails and what the value of each email is to you, to your business on an annual basis or whatever, mm-hmm. then, you know, why not just use Facebook ads to get more email subscribers? You know, that's one other way. Um, the getting, getting fans and marketing to them is, is, is a second way. Third way would be just use ads to get people to, your e-commerce store. Fourth way would be to um, use ads on your site. Like let's say you're a publisher and you primarily put out information. Um, then you want to monetize your site. Maybe you could do that with something like Google AdSense or other uh, Amazon.com affiliate program. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you can use fans with that. Um, so you have this fan base that you, every time you put out new information, you uh, tell the people on Facebook about it. They go to your site and maybe they click on an ad. And then the last one is text messaging. So kind of like email, if you already have, uh, if you already use text messaging or maybe you have a, a campaign in mind, the only reason actually I include that one is because I know there was a fast food chain in the United States and one of their local stores used text messaging and Facebook fan marketing together and got 65,000 additional revenue uh, dollars um, in a month. Wow. Yeah. So it doesn't have to just be uh, Facebook fans. There are other ways to to market. Yeah. And that fifth one is pretty untapped. I mean, some of the earlier ones, you know, getting fans, getting people's emails with Facebook are quite, you know, common. Um, You know, if people are doing Facebook marketing, it's quite likely that they're already doing, you know, those things. But definitely the mobile area is one that's quite untapped, isn't it? Right. Yeah. And I don't know, is it different in the UK? I mean, over here, I think people are get a little weirded out by, you know, I don't think people really want too much spam or marketing messages on their phone. And it's mm-hmm. weird how you can't really opt. It's not as easy to opt out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But I know mobile usage has been bigger outside of the US for a long time so I'm not sure if it's different in other countries. I would say that we're fairly similar in terms of being protective of our phone number for sure uh, and getting updates that way Um, but having said that if you provide a decent enough reason to put your mobile number in the form then I think that many people would still do it so I certainly see how that would work and definitely it's an area that not a lot of people are using as well as they could be so that's a really great idea. 
Yeah, and um, it does. It also seems like one you'd want to do sooner rather than later because I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of people. There are still people who are still getting their first mobile phone or getting their first smartphone, and these people mm-hmm. haven't really solidified how they're going to use the phone yet. I'm just thinking historically with email, like like initially you would sign up for all kinds of things, and then mm-hmm. you have so many like junk emails. You you get start getting more selective about what you sign up for. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're going to use that trust, the time is now. But all of these situations are very timely anyway. I mean, who knows what the situation will be in three or four years' time. So I really recommend to everyone, uh, all the things that we've discussed today, now is the time to get on it. That's a great point because we don't know um, if Facebook is going to be this dominant for, for how long. We have no idea. So how can we set up our Facebook fan page in a way where we're going to be more likely to get likes, opt-ins for our email list, and as we discussed earlier, even getting phone numbers. And ultimately, what we want those things to lead to is, to, is you know, to lead to sales. So, how do we design our Facebook page to do those things? Well, there's there's two major things people do. I mean, one thing people people will do is create a welcome page or a welcome tab um, <laughs> that you know sometimes they'll make it so that you can't. Um, They'll say like there's going to be there's a contest and you could win this, but you can't see all the information until you like us or uh, or like us and then you know also opt into our email list or whatever. Um, but the the fundamental there is a problem with that approach, which is that uh, a lot of people look. The cheapest way to get fans is through Facebook ads and target people who are interested in something highly related to what you sell. And you get them to click like on the ad, they become a fan before they have ever gone to your page. And when they go to your page, um, unless you've specified that they're going to go to a, a welcome page um, through the ad, they may just go to your timeline. And this is even this is a situation that was bad a year ago for tabs and is even worse with the timeline redesign that's out there now. So people are, are going to go to your timeline page and the data we have says that most people, like about 99% of people will never go back to your page ever again if they, if they mm-hmm. go there in the first place. So, okay. you know, people see posts from your page. Your fans get your posts in their newsfeed on their homepage when they're, most people are on their homepage in Facebook most of the time. So yep. it's, it's actually more like email. You know, Facebook's more like an, an, a social email than another website. For you, you know, and I, so I tell businesses, it's not like having another website. I mean, yeah, we're going to have some design elements for your timeline page, and mm-hmm. yeah, maybe we want to have a welcome page, but you're going to get most of your fans, and you're going to reach them uh, through the feed or okay. through ads. So, so that's so I really don't think that that the design is like that huge a part of of getting more fans, unless. You have like a, if say you have like 200,000 emails and you want to get these people to go to your Facebook page and become fans, then you might want to create like a special landing tab for that. So that would be the call to action to get people to actually like the page in the first place. And then from there, they will see your status updates appearing in their news feeds. Yeah. And, and actually there are only about, you know, Facebook admitted, uh, at that, at their first Facebook marketing conference, which was earlier this year that only about 16% of, of the average page's fans will see their posts in the news feed, you know, because of EdRank, because Facebook's not going to show people every post that comes from their fans and all the pages they've liked before. Um, all you have to do is think about how many pages you've liked in the past and how often you see them in your news feed. 
you know, you don't see them all that often, right? So it's almost like it's very similar to how if you send an email out, only a certain percentage of people will open the email. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you can't assume that all the fans will see your post. So if we're using Facebook to collect emails or phone numbers, are you collecting that data somewhere on your Facebook page itself or are you collecting that data through uh, the status updates? Which way does it work for you? You know, you want to set up, um, you, you, if you want to get people from Facebook to, to become email addresses or text mark, you know, if you want to go through the fan route, um, you can, or if you already have a bunch of fans, you can try to get them to go through that by, you know, first sending a status update out and then they see that and they either go to a tab or to your website, you know, wherever this sign up, um, happens. Um, or you're getting new people that have never heard of your business, you're using Facebook ads to reach those people, and you're either sending them to a tab where they can uh, enter their information or to your website where they can do that. And the main factor is that, you know, on average, it seems like from what I've seen, and this has been reported by a bunch of different people who do Facebook ads, that it's cheaper for some reason to send people like to a Facebook tab than outside. So it it sounds as if maybe Facebook kind of marks up the cost per click if you send people to your website. So have an internal squeeze page of some kind to get that information, yeah? Right. And there are sure. uh, you know, some, some companies out there that provide those kinds of services. Um, you know, I don't know if you want, any, want me to mention some of them. Yes, please. I know that some people will be listening to this and thinking, how do I make one of these tabs? So, yeah, please share that with us. Yeah, the good news is you, you, know, you can pretty affordably... And and some of them even will give you one free uh, welcome tab or whatever. For, so so you don't. The good news is you don't have to go code anything. Um, yeah. You know there are companies out there that created these graphical user interface type of approach to creating them. So Lejure is one. L U J U R E. Um, that you know that's. I think that's the best one for for newbies. Um, mm-hmm. There are others like. Uh, North Social and Involver and was a short stack, and mm-hmm. some of these also have ways if you want to create a contest um, because you know a lot of a lot of businesses it's it's almost it seems like ninety percent of businesses that start up on Facebook immediately want to run a contest for some reason, um, mm-hmm. usually to get fans without having to pay for ads which I think is can be a misstep because they may not get qualified fans, people that really mm-hmm. want to buy whatever it is you provide. Um, and you also have yeah. to make sure that you do it through an app. Um, you can do it through posts, but it's against Facebook's guidelines. And if they were to see you do that, they would be within their rights to delete your page. So you have to do it through some third-party application. And even if you do do it, some people might not be targeted. They're going to be people that have just simply entered their details to win the competition rather than actually being interested in what you have to sell. So just, yeah, keep that in mind. Moving on, um, how do we get more likes and comments on our status updates? Because a lot of people who do a status update, um, they do the status update and then afterwards it looks like no one cared about it or responded to it. So do you have any strategies that we can use to get people more involved and more engaged with us? Yeah, and it, I mean, first you got to be realistic about what, how many people are going to like or comment. So, l- look mm-hmm. at the number of fans you have and think about like if 16% of those people see the post, 
Um, you know, and maybe a few percent or whatever respond to it. How many is that going to be? So until you get mm-hmm. like, you know, several hundred fans or whatever, I wouldn't be surprised if you're not getting a lot of interaction. Um, mm-hmm. But then after that stage, um, there are a couple main things. One is you can actually ask for the like, you know, a call to action in direct marketing speak. Um, you know, say, say you put up a, a photo of something, Maybe you've captioned photo in a funny way or you've got some, some piece of content that's, you know, relevant to your audience. Could be fun, could be useful, whatever. Then you tell them click like if and then you fill in the blank, something that's related to it. So, um, you know, I mean, I guess the most simple version, although there's certainly customization and creativity involved in this part of it. But if you're putting up a picture of a puppy, say click like if you love puppies. I mean, that's the most obvious thing. <laughs> But, of course, it has to be relevant yeah. to your audience, right? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, without an example. But uh, so you can ask for it. That's one way to – that's definitely going to increase the, the number of likes you get from that. You can ask mm-hmm. for comments. You could ask them a question and say, tell us in the comments below. You could do uh, both at the same time where you say, like, click like if you think one thing and if you think the other thing, then tell us why in the comments below. That way you potentially get – both sides of an argument um, to mm-hmm. respond, uh, and then really, I, you know, the the most important thing is to make sure you know who your fans are and what they like. So, if you got the fans through ads, you probably kind of know what they like because you got them based on a certain interest, mm-hmm. and you show things that these people are going to be interested in that stimulate them or you know make them laugh or that are useful for them. Uh, in whatever they're trying to accomplish. Um, there's something I talk about in the like economy called sell the dream. So you try to figure out what, not, not just what the benefit of your product or service is to your customers, but what dream are you helping them uh, fulfill in their life? Because that's easier to talk about than benefits. You know, yeah. if you sell features or benefits, it's going to be tough to talk about those for a long time. So you know, imagine you're sitting around in a group with people or you're at a party. You're going to have to come up with a topic that they can they can talk about for some period of time. And I think the dream does that a better job of that. How does Facebook marketing tie into our wider social media marketing strategy and even to our overall marketing strategy in general? You know, including all the other things other than our Internet marketing, like direct mail, telemarketing or whatever type of marketing we might be involved with in our business. How do they all fit in and integrate with each other? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question because in reality, most businesses are doing multiple channels. Um, Unless they're like a startup who thinks that maybe they can only do, they should only do Facebook or they can start with Facebook alone. And I'll tell Mm -hmm. you my experience working with bigger companies and my experience working with startups is that it's best if they don't put their eggs all in one basket. So mm-hmm. you got, you're definitely going to have, hopefully, a diverse strategy. Like, I would rather even see a startup do some Facebook ads with a Facebook page and some AdWords ads, some AdWords remarketing, you know, um, some kind of content strategy where they kind of have thought about what they're going to create for people that's going to get them engaged and help people decide to buy from them. Um, mm-hmm. so I think it's good to think across all those things. Uh, and it depends on the business too, because, you know, if you're, if you're a, a B2B business, maybe LinkedIn is, 
better than Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. And and the other thing I've found is that you kind of it. I, hmm, here's one thing I I found for sure across all internet marketing is that I have to teach most clients that the first thing we're going to do is test and find out what's best, you know, mm-hmm. um, because there are so many question marks like who's going to like this product, who's going to want it, how are we best going to reach them and most affordably going to reach them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there aren't answers to that anywhere for every single product or service. So, you know, you might test some on AdWords and test some on Facebook and test a little bit on LinkedIn. And then you see after a month, maybe, or depends on how much you're spending, you know, you start to see where your results are coming from, where they aren't, right? And if you, mm-hmm. you might start to see that you have trouble even getting clicks on LinkedIn or, or, or on Facebook or whatever, um, or AdWords. So, you know, there are just so many, it's so different for every business. I really think they should all kind of test each channel to some degree to see which one gives them any traction. So how do we measure our Facebook results? You said that we want to test, but how are we measuring whether it's successful or not? Yeah, and that's like a stepwise thing because a lot of people will jump straight from, some people will only talk about engagement or some people will jump straight to ROI right? Without mm-hmm. considering the steps in between. So mm-hmm. um, we have to think of it as like a path where we're starting out by getting fans or by reaching people with ads. And we start to get some indication of interest level there, right? I mean, if you're mm-hmm. having trouble getting clicks on ads, you're either targeting the wrong people or the people you're targeting don't care about what you're advertising to them. Um mm-hmm. So you just got to go a step at a time. And once you get past that step, if you get fans, you get fans who are engaging with your content, then, you know, are you getting sales from them, right? And that could be, are they the right fans or are you um, educating them enough or are you uh, giving them the right messages or not? And then when you get into tracking Facebook ROI, that it gets a little bit technical, right? So you mm-hmm. either, like Facebook now has, a place where you can put some uh, URL parameters to make it easier to track on the on your web analytics where the sale came from or what that Facebook traffic is doing. So we're talking about Google Analytics or some other type of web analytics on your your site that we need to we need to be able to track all this stuff. Um, the probably the easiest like out of the box way to do it is there's a company called Campalist which is short for campaign analyst, and they tie together your Facebook account with your Google Analytics account, and you do have to post your your Facebook post from within their um, dashboard, but then all that stuff's tied together, and they show you this really cool um, uh, conversion funnel with, like, the number of fans and the number of clicks on your posts and um, the number of sales and all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. I've never heard of that tool before. Is it an affordable tool for even startups and those on a budget? I don't know what their price is because um, they gave me free access when I was, um, you know, reviewing the tool. So I, I don't uh-huh. actually don't know what the price is on that. And it's fairly new. I, I think they're the only company I know of that, that has that kind of, you know, Facebook plus Google Analytics tracking and making it so easy. Um, but they're a company that came out of Eastern Europe and has you know only recently tried to go 
West. Sounds very useful. So I'm going to be checking that out myself. So what big mistakes do you see people making with Facebook marketing and how can we avoid them? Yeah, sure. I think, I think, um, you know, probably the biggest ones that come to mind are number one, thinking it's going to be instantaneous. Um, it, it's not. If you want instant ROI, you should try search marketing first. You know, you should get a, a Google keyword that says buy whatever it is you're selling and, and advertise to those people or do SEO to get rankings on that keyword. You're going to get, um, you know, there, there's buying intent clear in that keyword that the people that you're going to get the right people at your site that want to buy right away. Um, so Facebook's a longer term strategy, especially if you're using fans. It's a community strategy. It, it requires content. So I think people underestimate the amount of, um, labor that goes into creating posts that continue to get response for months and months and months. Um, yeah. and also, you know, if you have the wrong fans, uh, they're never going to buy from you. You know, I mean, your fans need to be mm-hmm. passionate, affordable, and buyers. So, um, you know, and and you're never really going to know what percentage you can try to control who those fans are by using ads, but you're not going to know what percentage of those people are going to buy until you've gone through that whole process and even yeah. tested a number of different uh, sales messages to them. Um, so, you know, it's a long-term strategy. You've got to have the right fans. And then the tracking, like we discussed, is a little bit complicated. Um, you know, there's some issues with it. Like I know for sure that Google Analytics, if you don't do anything to help track Facebook traffic, is only going to mm-hmm. attribute about 60% of Facebook traffic to Facebook. Wow, okay, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know what the issue is, whether it's like Facebook's redirects after you click or whatever, mm-hmm. but, you know, I... It was a suspicion I had for a long time until I saw a client of mine that was only doing Facebook and we knew exactly how many clicks they had from Facebook ads. And then we saw, you know, how many they were getting in Google Analytics and it was about 60%. And the other 40% was showing up as unknown source or other or something like that? Yeah, or or in the direct. It's going to be in some other referral category. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks for that, Brian. I know that you also have your LinkedIn book too. Uh, would you mind giving us just a few pointers on LinkedIn and why we might possibly use that as a marketing tool as well? Yeah, LinkedIn is really good. If you're going B2B, like if you sell to businesses, um, if you're in the service industry or you just you know that you do B2B and that's the type of business you do, then LinkedIn is a great place to reach people. The, the ads can target people by their job title, by their industry, industry size, um, all that kind of stuff. You can create a group. I have a group about Facebook marketing on LinkedIn that's grown on its own from, you know, nothing to like 1200, I think 1200 people. And it, you know, I really didn't do anything to, to do that. People find these groups on LinkedIn and join them. Uh, Mm -hmm. and once you have a group, you can email that group once a month. Like you can put up posts, but you can also send out what's called an announcement, which goes straight to their email. Um, so it's building an email list for you too. Um, awesome. And you know, you, the book is going to describe. It has a lot more stuff in it about, you know, uh, the whole marketing system, lead nurturing, content management, and also how salespeople work with LinkedIn and how salespeople, marketing people, work together better. Awesome. And what's the title of the LinkedIn book? It's called LinkedIn for Business. Uh, what is the subtitle? 
how advertisers, marketers, and salespeople get leads, sales, and profits from LinkedIn. I like writing really long book titles, I guess. <laughs> cool. Uh, and where can we get your books? Uh, you can get them all on Amazon.com. Um, and there's also an ebook I wrote that's called How to Get Facebook Fans. Um, if you Google How to Get More Facebook Fans, Brian Carter, I'm sure you'll find that website. Um, okay. It's also a long address. But uh, that's an ebook that's just about how to get fans if they only want to know that part. Awesome. Uh, Brian, if you want to get in touch with you or find out more about you, um, do you have a website? Yeah, uh, BrianCarterYeah.com. That's Y E A H. Uh, also, social media keynote speaker.com. Um, those are good. And on Twitter, Brian Carter. Great. And we will wrap things up there. Many thanks to everyone listening at home. And Brian, many thanks to you for coming on the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Joey. The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. 